Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. We have another wonderful show planned for you. We're going to be talking with children's author Jessica Bittner today about her new book, A Christmas Dream. And so uh, we're really excited to have her be a part of our program this evening. And if you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. That's 325-428-6145. If you're listening tonight and you would like to interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule. Just find us on Facebook at Home with Debbie Rule. We are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say, I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. More of At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and The Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call The Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Home is where the heart is, or is it? Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge. We have some answers for you right here on 95.3 and CanyonRadio.com. Join Debbie Rule every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for insights on how to live life more abundantly. At Home with Debbie Rule is your opportunity to call in and get simple answers and share stories. At Home with Debbie Rule, Sundays from 6 to 7 on Caniel 95.3 and CanielRadio.com. Get the answers you need to find your heart at home. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. During this time of the year, many of us are busy with shopping, 
shopping list, family gatherings, and the holiday rush of activities. We can easily lose sight of the less fortunate. There will be many families in America this year who will be experiencing hardship. Some due to COVID-19 have found themselves homeless and in many other tragic situations. Some families are in shelters due to domestic violence or CPS placing children in foster care. For whatever the reasons, many of these families are just trying to make the best out of a difficult situation this Christmas. With one in six people living in poverty today, housing insecurity is not limited to a certain type of person. Adults and children and families make up about 33% of the homeless population, and on a single night in January in 2019, the survey shows that approximately... 53,692 family households were identified as homeless. That's 171,670 people in a family in the United States uh, that are living on the street in a car or another place not meant for human habitation. Between October 1st of 2016 and September 30th of 2017, an estimated 478,718 people Uh, and family households used in emergency shelter or transitional housing program. Families experiencing homelessness are similar to other families that are also poor but who have a home to live in. Both may struggle with incomes that are far less than they need to pay for housing. In fact, it is often some jolt to this precarious situation, a loss of job, work hours, conflict with family members that they are staying with, or an anticipated bill or violence within the home that leads families to seek help from homeless service programs. Homeless families are usually headed by a single woman with limited education, and they are typically young and have young children. Homelessness can have a tremendous impact on children, their education, health, sense of safety, and overall development. From some families, being separated for the holidays will be a challenge. Most families or women and children in shelters find themselves living in temporary housing without anything more than their personal belongings that fit in a bag. In most instances, leaving everything behind. So how do you maintain Christmas traditions, or how do you find Christmas spirit? For many families who are homeless this time of the year, the holidays can be stressful, where families may be reminded of traditions and memories they've left behind as they try to make the season festive for their kids through a difficult situation. Things like shopping for presents or making Christmas meals, traditions, well, those are common for many, but can sometimes be impossible for families in a shelter or who are still trying to make ends meet. Instead of going to home for the holidays, well, families have to make sacrifices and come up with new ways to celebrate. For many, they will find Christmas in the giving that you do and I do through many organizations such as the Salvation Army. People in communities can be blessed with resources to make a bad situation better with the kindness of others. The Red Kettle campaign from the Salvation Army has been challenged this year with COVID-19. Many are not in a financial situation to give any extra because there just isn't any extra to give. People are shopping more online, and this means less foot traffic in the stores where you find the bell ringers. The needs have increased, but the giving has suffered in some areas. I am glad to report that in our wonderful community, giving has been quite generous this year, but that is not the case everywhere.
Most shelters have projects to help these individuals to receive Christmas gifts, especially for the children. Our local shelter, the Haven Family Shelter, is another great organization that you're giving to especially during the holidays can make all the differences to those that are in need. So thank you to all of you out there that support your local shelters and organizations such as the Salvation Army. You might think a dollar or a small toy is not much, but when everyone does their part, it can be huge in the helping of those that are less fortunate. I want to close with this letter a seven-year-old boy wrote to Santa while staying in a family shelter in Texas. The letter was found in his backpack by his mom, and it reads, Dear Santa, We had to leave our house. Dad was mad. We had to do all the chores, and Dad got everything he wanted. Mom said it was time to leave and that she would take us to a safer place where we don't have to be scared. I'm still nervous. I don't want to talk to other kids. Are you going to come this Christmas? We don't have any of our stuff here. Can you bring some chapter books and a dictionary or a compass and a watch? I also want very, very, very good dad. Can you help me out with that, Santa? Love, Blake. I am proud to report that because of the kindness and generosity of people like you who donate to family shelters, all of the items listed on Blake's Christmas list are being provided with the exception of the very, very good dad. This one may need to go on a grown-up Christmas list and may take a little longer to fill, but remember, with dreams and hope, there is always a miracle around the corner. You just have to believe.
And that's been Thoughts from Home. We'll be back right after this message. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming up on At Home with Debbie Rule. Be back. The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 and KNELradio.com. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries around the world. Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. on KNEL 95.3 and KNELradio.com. When you think of sinfully nice foods, what comes to mind? Cakes, pies, breads, and sweetbreads? Sinfully Nice Foods is not only sinfully delicious, but has made-to-order sugar-free and gluten-free products available as well. Sinfully Nice Foods is a new home business with baked goods that can be a special order for almost any party, event, or just because you want to be a little sinful yourself. Sinfully Nice Foods is certified with the Food Handlers Program and is ready to meet your needs for your baked goods. So the next time that you need a cake, pie, homemade breads, and rolls, give Cynthia a call at 325-456-7740. That's 325-456-7740. Sinfully Nice Foods, it will always leave you wanting more. Hi, I'm Debbie Rule, inviting you to join me this Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. This Sunday, we'll be having a special guest, children's author Jessica Bittner. Jessica will be sharing about her new book, The Christmas Dream, a story of a little orphan girl, Jekka, and her newfound Great Dane companion, Malaya. The two roam the town to discover what Christmas and the holiday spirit is all about. Enthralled by the adventure, she begins to understand the importance of love and family and the joy that Christmas brings. The story ends in Santa Claus dropping a scroll, which is her adoption certificate. She finally gets the family she's always dreamed of, her Christmas dream. Not only is the book pertaining to the holidays, it tells a story to always trust in yourself and keep a positive outlook on this adventure called life. A story that can be read over and over again whenever you're down to help you remember. You never know what could be right around the corner. A Christmas Dream, at home with Debbie Rule, this Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. on 95.3 FM and knealradio.com. See you then. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where tonight we're going to be talking with uh, children's author Jessica Bittner. She is the author of A Christmas Dream, and it's a wonderful story um, that's based on a little bit of truth. And so we're going to visit with her a little bit and find out where the book originated from and learn a little bit more about her and uh, about this wonderful book that came out in October. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Christmas is the f- my favorite time of the year, and I just love when uh, there are books or um, projects or things that come out that are created for people to learn and to, you know, that are just in need, that, that can really make a positive influence in our communities and in our lives. And so I'm very happy to have her be part of the program uh, this evening. And um, due to COVID-19 and all kinds of other guidelines and uh, and that she wished to have been in the studio with me tonight, but uh, we're going to do the interview by phone. So I'm going to just welcome her on here and just, Jessica, are you there? Yes. 
All right. Well, good evening. Good evening. How are you this evening? Cold. Cold. All right. Is yeah, how? The, the fireplace is on, and I'm fortunate for that. So. Well, well, that's that's a good thing. It's a good thing to have heat, right? How are you? I'm doing well. Well, I am really excited about your book, and um, at the end of the program, we're going to be taking some callers, and uh, if you are the winning caller, you're going to win a copy of your book this evening. That's uh, Christmas Dream, and I uh, just was so excited. It's it's just a delightful book, and uh, not only to read, but uh, the illustrations, just everything about it. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and start us off here and just say, you know, what was the inspiration by Behind the book. So, A Christmas Dream is based off my true story. Um, and as you mentioned in the book, Jekka the orphan is roaming the town with her Great Dane companion, Malaya, and discovering what Christmas and the holiday spirit is all about. The inspiration, so it is me in the book as a, as a child, Jekka, and then Malaya was my Great Dane who passed away this January um, to osteosarcoma. So, um, you know, she was truly my best friend for so long. She was really in it. You know, everyone can say, oh, my dog was the best dog. But, you know, it really kind of pulls on your heart when they pass. And so just having my mother and her pass, it really pushed me to finish the book. But, um, yeah, basically the inspiration is, you know, a lot of people say, especially artistic people, they they think they're never good enough. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, as a child going through these, you know, homelessness and hard times, you have to you have to realize there is a hope, there is a dream, there isn't there is a you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share that with children and, and adults and people of all ages that, you know, just never really don't give up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that you shared with me earlier on that uh, the the book actually was a poem to begin with when you you woke up. Yeah. And uh, tell us about that. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Um, I literally woke up at midnight, Christmas Eve, so technically Christmas Day, and I just had this poem in in my head, and I had to hurry up, and I wrote it in my notes on my phone, and I had to hurry up and write it down before I forget would before I forgot what the next line was and then about a year passed and I, I kept seeing I, re- I reread the poem and I said wow what if I added this picture and this and then I was like oh, that'd be a great book and so I hired an illustrator uh, his name is Corey Wolf and he was a del- um, illustrator for Disney and multiple projects so of course it took us quite a while. It's very intricate designs. But, yeah, so it was just a poem popped up in my head, and then I kept seeing flashes of images, and I found someone to help me bring it to life. So on the illustrations that you did, you, you kind of just gave an idea or a vision, and then he took that and created what you were envisioning for the book? So I drew sick people. Okay. <laughs> I I I did create the entire storyboard, um, but I drew trees. I drew funky looking houses. Uh, you know, people. So, but yes, he he totally took it. The sketch artist and him brought it completely completely to life, 
and that's mm-hmm. the reason why I stuck with him for so long, only using him, is because everything that I explained to him, he completely, like, per- to perfection, saw what I was envisioning. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, uh, it, it, it was a process that you. I mean, it was take. It's taken you a long time to put all of this together and put it down and get it published as well. Yeah, I, I, and I'm kind of an impatient perf- person in general, but, you know, the best things are worth waiting for. But, yes, yes it, it did take, I think, four and a half years, but that was due to just, you know, paying off the illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have to go one by one, page by page. Mm-hmm. But it was all worth it to me. And in the end, um, as I mentioned, I'm donating a percentage of profit to children's shelters and um, Paws of Austin Great Dane Rescue. So this isn't about the profit for me. It's really about sharing a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about um, Malaya. Tell us about your dog. When did you get her? And you said that she was just your very best friend, and it may be kind of hard for you to share that. And if, if, you, if, you, if it is, that's okay. We can move on to something no, else. But <laughs> so I got her... Well, I just turned 29 the other day, so I got her when I was, yeah, I think I was 21, and I always wanted a giant dog, and I researched Mm -hmm. Great Danes and bought books on them, like a nerd, and (laughs) read them, and then a few years later, I said, okay, well, I'm ready for one, and I had a, I went and I bought um, a a bigger car, because the dog's going to grow up. So I traded in my car, got the car, then went and found her. And I got her off of Craigslist, so I didn't get her from a breeder. But she was this, I think she was like four pounds, five pounds. Mm-hmm. And I carried her in a baby sling and <laughs> until she was, I don't know, how, maybe like a month and a half Mm-hmm. I got her when she was about five weeks. You're not supposed to wean them from their mothers until they're about eight, but they lied about the age that nobody really knew mm-hmm. how old she actually was. I She was spoiled, but she was the most well-behaved, spoiled, perfect thing ever. Well, you know, when you're talking about trading in your car so that you have a big enough car for your dog, that's what people usually do when they start having kids. So you you are right yeah. along the way. You're going to be, yeah. <laughs> you got your priorities have, right. She didn't have a dog crate. I had a baby pen. Oh, yeah. So. I know. How weird am I? I, had a, I literally had a baby pen, like a crib. Um, but then, of course, she got bigger, and that crib only lasted a week because she mm-hmm. found out how to climb out of it. So yeah, uh, and in your book, there's a picture of you and um, and Malaya, and it's just a beautiful picture. And I know that dogs can just really capture your heart, and this will be a forever memory uh, with the book and for her. I mean, that's just something for you and her that um, that no one or nothing can take the place of. But now that you're a year um, with her passing, uh, do I hear that you have another little one? Do you I have? I do. Yes. I I do. <laughs> well, I so uh, basically, so Malaya's sister is. I I also do real estate, and my broker has her sister, mm-hmm. and 
and he, you know, over since Malaya passed, he said, well, I think I'm going to get another Great Dane. Well, he's 72, and he really doesn't need a puppy right now. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, if you don't get another dog, I'm going to go get another Great Dane. And I said, okay, well, why don't I help you look at least? And mm-hmm. so we start looking. We find one, a Harlequin, which is the black and white, kind of looks like the cow. Mm-hmm. And... um and I said, okay, well, I found this one. What do you think? He goes, I like her. And then I go, oh, well, I kind of like her too. Uh-huh. So I said, well, let's both go. And then I, I, I have, she wasn't adopted. I, I bought her, but I, I bought her. She had had four homes. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in and out of families her whole pup. I mean, she's still a puppy, but I think a lot of people think they can just go get a Great Dane and they think, oh, it's going to go, it's going to get huge and it's going to be cute. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that it's going to be on top of you and it can smother you and it mm-hmm. can eat everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, don't leave anything anywhere. But, you know, it's typical with puppies. But so I do have another dog, Luna, but um, totally different personality. She <laughs> And is a Great Dane as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's a Harlequin Great Dane, yeah. Okay, so you'll have two but, then. Yes, this will be the second. Mm-hmm. But so the one thing I did want to say, you you were talking about Malaya. It was really incredibly strange and special, and maybe it would be God or maybe it's a coincidence or whatever people would like to call it. I wanted the book done before she passed. Mm-hmm. That was when she got sick, when she was diagnosed with bone cancer. Um, all I wanted was for the book to be done and to have a picture of her and I with the book. Mm-hmm. And I was going to put her down one day because she, you know, she couldn't walk anymore. She couldn't do. And I had amputated. I did. I did so much. And she was just. She was just done. Mm-hmm. And. I called to do the at-home thing, and then I called back because all of a sudden she got up and started walking, and she walked mm-hmm. to her dog bowl, and she hadn't walked in a week. So I called back, mm-hmm. and I said, today's not the day. Please don't come. Mm-hmm. And literally the next day, I get a call from the print company, and this was just the prototype, so it wasn't the actual book. Mm-hmm. But I get a call and they said, oh, yeah, the prints are ready for pickup if you can cut by any any time this afternoon. And I had already rescheduled to put her down the, the following day. Um, and so I, I carried her out, which is, it was not easy <laughs> by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was 150 pounds. So mm-hmm. I carried her out to the front yard and we watched the sunset together and I read the book to her. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then I had my neighbor come out and take a picture. So that was my <laughs> that was my dream. That's your memory. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and uh, we're gonna come back in the second half and learn a little bit more about uh, the poem, the book, and a little bit more of your uh, personal. Um, story as well. And then before we close tonight, we'll give away a copy of A Christmas Dream. Stay with us. There's a lot more to come right now on At Home with Debbie Rule. We're talking with children's author Jessica Bittner. Uh, wrote a brand new book that came out in October, A Christmas Dream. We've got a lot more to talk about tonight. So stay with us. We'll be back. 
Deck the halls with awards and designs. JK Awards and Designs has a Christmas deal for you. Choose from five of their fabulous designs for your holiday shirts, and for every four shirts purchased, you will get a free fleece blanket with custom embroidery. Place orders before December 18th. JK Awards and Designs open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. So stop by today at 113 East Main or call 325-597-2777. Deck your halls with JK Awards and Designs. You can now hear the rebroadcast of some of your favorite live programs on KNEL Podcast. KNEL has a variety of podcasts to choose from, including news, sports, talk radio, faith, and inspiration. For a list of KNEL podcasts, visit KNEL Radio homepage and look for podcast. Click on the podcast of your choice and listen, download, and enjoy. KNEL Radio News, KNEL Sports, Hillbilly Hits, At Home with Debbie Rule, and The Network Live. KNEL making a difference with podcasts just for you. Every community has individuals who have gone above and beyond to make our communities a better place to live. Do you know someone that's gone above and beyond to make a difference in your community? We would love for you to nominate your special someone you know that has gone above and beyond to make a difference. Once a month, KNEL will be recognizing an individual who is going above and beyond to make a difference in our communities. Email your nominations to knel at airmail.net. That's K-N-E-L at airmail.net. Please include their name, job, role, and why you think they're great. These unsung heroes need to know we appreciate and recognize them for the bright, shining stars they are. We have all been impacted by someone during these dark times. Maybe it's the friendly retail worker, hairstylist, educator, plumber, electrician, news, media, pastor, parent, volunteer, or friend. Yes, these are just to name a few of our essential people. For more information, visit knelradio.com, making a difference page, above and beyond awards. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight, we are talking about A Christmas Dream, a book that was written by uh, children's author Jessica Bittner, and it's a story about a little orphan girl uh, that roams around the town with her Great Dane and finds the true meaning of Christmas. And in this half, we're going to talk to Jessica and find out a little bit more about her history and uh, where the book uh, comes into as far as um, some of her real history that played into the book and um, so we are so very happy to have her with us. Are you there Jessica? How are you doing? Yes I am. Okay. <laughs> it's um, just I know I know it can be emotional talking about your you know your dog that can be uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was just emotional doing opening comments and it's not even you know it just I subjects like this when you start talking about um, you know shelters and problems with um, homelessness and abuse and you know domestic violence and all kinds of different things um, you know they're real issues that people don't like to talk about because they're not real pretty and um, for whatever reason, people go through those things. Um, it's it it takes awareness and it takes education um, for people in our communities to understand why there are problems uh, like homelessness and 
domestic violence and, and things like that. And this program has always been really good about coming and bringing awareness and trying to answer people's questions and educate them on um, the real issues uh, with those problems. And so uh, just sharing in the, in the book, the little girl is an orphan. And um, so that's a little bit of a twist of, of where you came from. But do you uh, right. want to share a little bit of your uh, past that kind of played into the book? Well, so in the, in Jekka is my nickname, by mm-hmm. the way. I mm-hmm. just, <laughs> so she is Jekka. Mm-hmm. But in the book, she's an orphan living in a nice orphanage and experiencing Christmas for the first time. Well, so the reason I, I, you know, it's just a lighter version yes. for children. You know, yes. you go, you know, we're not writing an adult book. We're right. a children's book. So right. Mine, I was never an orphan. I was never adopted. Um, I moved out when I was about 13, 14. Uh, I graduated high school when I was 15, joined the Air Force when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... <laughs> So I, I moved out very early, but the reason behind is because there was a lot of abuse going on at home. And my mother was never, my mother and father had separated, so she had nothing to do with it. She wasn't even there. Not like she wasn't in my life, but she lived in a whole other state. You know, she didn't know it was as bad as it was. And, it, and that's why I think it's important to teach your children, hey, you can say something. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of kids, or they'll say, oh, if you say anything, I'm going to do this, or no. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important people need to teach their children to, to just speak up and actually say something, but when it's your own parent, mm-hmm. you then, that's, who knows, like, who mm-hmm. do you talk to? And um, it wasn't, it was never sexual abuse, it was just physical abuse and drunkenness and, and just crazy stuff going on and it was very unsafe and I was scared to go to sleep I didn't even have a bedroom but this is before I was homeless I didn't even have a bedroom I slept on the couch that they found somewhere uh so and so basically I chose to leave Mm -hmm. and I didn't run away I Mm -hmm. said I was leaving Mm -hmm. and they were just good, whatever, you know, leave, good for you, and so I, I chose to be that way because, but I was, I was going to end up dead if, if I would have stayed, mm-hmm. so I slept, um, I didn't sleep under bridges, but I slept, and I would wedge myself in the playground, like the slides, mm-hmm. you know, the, the slides that have the whole mm-hmm. cover over the top, mm-hmm. the tunnel slides, yes. I, I would, I would kind of hide out in there, that way men couldn't see me if somebody was driving by, that way police couldn't see me or pick me up and ask me where I'm supposed to be. And it was cold and it was terrible. And when I could stay with friends on a school night, if their parents allowed me to, then I would. Mm-hmm. And that's really that's just how it was. I had three jobs under the table. I started working when I was 11. And that's pretty much that. So... And so, but you made something of your life. I mean, I think the the gist of the story here is that um, it 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 can end up well if you just keep on going and believe. Right, and I can't. 
cannot, <laughs> I, I can't count how many times I've wanted to give up on everything. Um, there was a point when I was very, uh, I didn't want to be here anymore. And that was a moment that I found God, uh, actually. So, um, I was near death and then I heard him and I kind of felt that I, I kind of felt like there was pressure on my shoulders, like pushing me to stay here. Mm-hmm. No, you're staying here. You have stuff to do. You have people to help. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it felt like. And it, you know, it's really terrible that it took so basically my point is sometimes you can get to the lowest low mm-hmm. and then you'll find something so beautiful and you just never know. You, you just have to keep going mm-hmm. with whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a job you don't like or a relationship you want to work on or having a child and it's your first child and you're scared and you have no idea. Like I, I don't even have children, so I don't, I don't know how that feels, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of fear in that as well. Yes. And uh, in the book... Um, what is, um, what, what is one of you, I mean, it's, it's not a very long book. I mean, it's very, it's very, uh, child friendly. I mean, it is a children's book, but it's not a chapter book. It's a, it's a short story, um, where even beginner, uh, readers could, um, begin to read. And, um, I just love your illustrations. I mean, just so bright and colorful and just cheery. Uh, I think that that just speaks in itself, um, the vision that you had for it is just, I mean, it just, you could just see Christmas spirit on it. And uh, it, that just to me is, um, you know, children love, that's what they love, the visual part of it, especially the little children, you know, because they can't it'll, really read it. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely, especially with everything going on right now, it'll definitely keep them busy just looking at everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very intricate design. So. It, it, it really is. Um, is there a favorite part of your book, a favorite line or f- something that came from it that you just really is precious to you? Um, I think really it would be the last page. Okay. Um, in the last page, she is, Santa Claus drops the scroll and the elves are picking it up and she sees that it's her adoption certificate. So mm-hmm. she finally gets the family that she never had. Mm-hmm. So I think that is definitely, and then Malaya's there staring at her, and she just has this huge smile. It, I mean, it's me, but, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's yes. a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she is there with a big smile on the dog, and it's, she's just amazed. She's like, wow, family, I've never had that. That's the best gift for Christmas, whatever this Christmas thing is. That's the best gift anyone could ever ask mm-hmm. for. And she gets that. And that's the thing that people don't think about is how grateful they should be for simply having people that love you around yes especially on christmas or the holidays or in general mm-hmm. well and i think that's the message uh that the book sends it's such a great book to read not only at christmas but just throughout the year an encouraging uh, book and even a teaching book for children to learn that what the importance is you know christmas has become so commercialized and it's all about gifts and it's all and there's nothing wrong with that i mean there's i mean i'm i'm the world's worst about, you know, buying and probably overbuying uh, for people because I'm such a giver. But, you know, it's Same. it's it's not so much about um, the the gifts as what you're talking about, the gift of a forever family or, you know, just having family and people around you that care. 
And sometimes we take for granted uh, the people that we have in our life because we just are familiar and um, maybe we have a little bit of a spoiled attitude and we don't realize the gift that we have in that until we find out that not everybody has that. You know, some people have a past like you, and you're an overcomer. You've overcome it. I, I applaud you for that. You have overcome every obstacle and, and more to come because that's just life. We all do. Um, but looking at how far you've come and the product that's come from it um, is very, um, it's, it's almost like a miracle. You say, you know, most people don't end up, you know, being overcomers. A lot do, but some don't. And so um, some stay in that dark place where you were uh, when you heard the Lord whisper to you and say, no, you know, you've got stuff to do. So it's, it's, I think that's the message there. And I think we need to come back to that. And, you know, one thing about, uh, and you can kind of put your two cents in there too, is about the COVID-19 experience that we've had. It's kind of forced people to slow down. And I know there's a lot of things that people don't like about it. There's a lot of things I don't like about it. And um, I'm ready to get back to normal, whatever the normal is. But I know some of the benefits of it is it has forced people to slow down. The things that we were so busy with have been kind of taken away. So we have to refocus, reprioritize. Um, It has caused some, you know, other problems uh, as well. There's been an increase in abuse and things like that at home as well. But on the flip side of that, it has worked to an advantage uh, for some people because families have reconnected. And I think this Christmas, in my opinion, um, people are ready to have Christmas because they just, they feel the spirit of Christmas. They've been um, depressed. We've been under this cloud of, um, no jobs, no, you know, everything has been just so uh, up in the air, open one day, closed another day. I have a job. I don't have a job. Um, You know, it's been very difficult over the past few months. And so I think this Christmas, to me, a message like this really speaks to Christmas 2020. What do you think? (laughs) Well, you said it better than I would, but yes. I, you know, as, as I said, I, I have been known to be impatient, and it took a really long time for this um, to actually be a completed project, but I wouldn't agree more that this is the year that it should have come out, mm-hmm. and I'm really thankful that it did. Yes. And I hope that, you know, just, I want to share the message. I, I just want people to know, and you know, a lot of children, they're just going to read this and they're going to think, oh, it's a great book, or uh, hopefully, I would think anyway, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but, you know, they may not get it until they read it again, or they read it again, or they get a little older. I just want people to know that you are truly never alone, and all mm-hmm. the coincidences and things that you think are just coincidences in life probably aren't, you know, it's kind of like you keep seeing the same number, you keep hearing something you're like what is that what is that you're not alone nobody's ever truly alone and Mm -hmm. I think of course you've heard it enough but right now really is the time to be together more than more than any time at least since I've been alive this is yeah Yeah. very important it's been a year that I don't think anyone Uh, has experienced ever in their lifetime, whether you are elderly or whether you're young. Uh, This has been a totally different year, and, um, you know, things have 
come around that we didn't think ever would. Um, but I just, I, I really love the story that it can be communicated not only at Christmas, but just um, that, uh, you know, love and family. And, you know, the last page here that you said that you love just says, Merry Christmas, I whisper to myself and the Lord. And I just loved that. And um, the picture that she has on her face, she's just beaming. And uh, and the dog, it's just a beautiful uh, a beautiful book, and the picture of you and Malaya, of course, on the opposite page uh, that has your dedication there. It's just very, um, very lovely. And so, A Christmas Dream um, by Jessica Bittner, and it's just beautifully illustrated, a wonderful story, a teaching story uh, that you can teach children that, um, you know, not everybody as, uh, is privileged as you are. If you have kids that need to understand that there are children that don't have what they have or don't have um, the type of home that they have, that there are children that are less privileged and that, um, you know, the giving that comes out in our lives during this time of the year, the giving spirit uh, of giving unto others that don't have what you might necessarily have, the less fortunate. And so this book is going to be a gift that's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. I just have a feeling, and I think it's going to be a wonderful a wonderful gift. And so um, I thank you so much for sharing it with me and with my family and with being a part of our program tonight, being so open and transparent about your past and uh, where the book came from and where you came from and that truly um, miracles do happen and that dreams do come true. And we're sorry in the loss of Malaya. I know that's a difficult um, thing to go through because a, a pet becomes a part of your family and it's it's difficult to lose someone or to lose a pet and so um, I know that she will always have a special place in your heart uh, and you have made a memory a lasting memory with her through the book and so proud of you for that very proud of you for that thank you Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. And um, we hope that you will be with us again on your next book, right? You're already starting that one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I already already actually do have two others. I'm just just waiting. I'm waiting to decide who I want to illustrate, and maybe maybe Corey Wolf again. I'm not sure. Okay. But the other one's a novel, so I can't really illustrate that one. Well, that, I can't wait to hear that one. So, uh, But we look forward to visiting with you again. Thank you again. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to you and yours, and have a blessed New Year. Thank you again, Jessica. Thank you. Bye-bye. Jessica Bittner, uh, children's author of A Christmas Dream, a children's book that was written and uh, published this past October, can be found on uh, christmasdream.com. Also, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, any of your favorite stores there online. You can also order, uh, just Google it. It'll be able to pull up uh, several places where you can get it. Delightful book about uh, uh, the Christmas spirit, a little girl and a dog finding the true meaning of Christmas. And uh, so just a delightful book and uh, very uh, excited to be able to discuss it with Jessica tonight and to uh, hear her share her story. Um, As I shared in opening comments, you know, there are a lot of people that are less privileged uh, 
and this time of the year it can be very hard. Uh, we all take for granted sometimes that you know we have family and people that we get together with and meals that we cook and presents that we buy and shopping that we do and and we don't realize that there are those that have lost everything or uh, have had to leave everything behind and they're just trying to make the best uh, of the situation so remember those people and remember um, that your kindness and your generosity help them uh, be able to get through their situation and have a brighter day and maybe even make a Christmas dream come true for them so and thank you again to our community surrounding community around here you are such a generous and giving community uh, I've seen that through the Salvation Army and through many other areas in our community. So thank you again for being such a generous community and giving to the needs of our community. You truly are um, a blessing and uh, a blessing to me and my family, I know, and to many other families. So thank you to all of those of you that give. We're going to take a caller. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to take a caller. And they're going to be the winner. Let's just say we'll take the third caller. And we're going to give away a copy of A Christmas Dream. 597-2119. That's 597-2119. And we will take that caller here in just a minute. And we will give you a copy of Jessica's new book, uh, A Christmas Dream. Stay with us. Okay, caller, you are our winner of the Christmas book, A Christmas Dream. Who, oh my who, goodness, who, that's great. Who are we speaking with? Sherry Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for calling in and for listening tonight. And do you have children or grandchildren? Yes, both. And I know right who I'm going to give this to, my little two-and-a-half-year-old Willow, our grandbaby, and she is just going to love this. She is going to love it because it's so bright and cheery. And I know that it's going to be the perfect book for Grandma to read. Oh, I can't I can't wait. And I so enjoyed your interaction with Jessica Bittner. That was a beautiful story. Well, thank you so much for listening tonight, Sherry. I'm going to put your name on this book, and it'll be here at the radio station. You can come by and pick it up anytime uh, between 8 and, 9 and 5 p.m. during the week during working hours. All right. Thank you Th- so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. You thank thank you bless. so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, that was Sherry Warren. She was the winner of A Christmas Dream. It was a book we had our guest, Jessica Bittner, uh, that um, we were visiting with tonight that's the author of this book. And again, you can find the book at um, christmasdream.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. Uh, Just Google A Christmas Dream. It'll take you to any of those places online. And um, we will... Uh, be interested in seeing what other um, creations come from Jessica, and we'll talk with her more about those as they come up. But this one truly is a book that you can read uh, year-round. It's not just a Christmas book, but it's a book to really teach your children or your grandchildren about the importance of family and what, um, certainly what the Christmas spirit is about, but just what 
life is about and the importance of uh, just having the family and appreciating that because, like I said earlier, sometimes we take for granted those great gifts that we have in our life and we don't realize that not everybody has them. So as you are um, uh, going through the rest of the Christmas season, the rest of December, the beginning of the new year, uh, remember the true meaning of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas, having family, having God, and being thankful for those things in our lives, and um, and certainly telling people uh, that you appreciate them, that you love them, and that you're thankful for them. It never goes um, Uh, unappreciated when someone hears how much that they mean to another person. So you may not have tomorrow. Today is always a gift. So remember, be sure to say thank you and be sure to let people know how much you love them and how much you care for them. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule, and we'll see you next week right here at 6 p.m. on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNEL 95.3 FM and canhillradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Real on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Real for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Mm-hmm.